Our scripture of the day is found in your bulletin. Could we all say it together? It's from Isaiah 6, verse 8. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Let us pray. Loving God, we give you thanks for the prophet Isaiah being our example today. May we too say, here am I, send me. And may we in this church say the same as a collective group of believers in this time and this place. May we all say, here I am, send me. Amen. All right, get your cards ready. Are you ready? God invites you into this sermon. God includes you into the ministry of this church. And God calls you to become invested in the life and the ministry of Rosedale and to get involved in his ministry and just like the prophet Isaiah, when we do, we become inspired. All right, so hang on to your card, because here we go. What if you could make a positive difference in the life of even one individual that would mark them forever? What if you could help encourage a kind more loving community or city? What if your gifts and your talents were able to connect people to Jesus and actually build unity instead of division? And what if every year we get involved in feeding the hungry like we do on Crop Walk Sunday where we not only feed people globally but locally? And what if you felt alone, grieving, facing an adversity, and you could meet with someone who is trained and invested in our care ministry? And what if you spent time teaching and mentoring children and youth, which would send all of our children the message that they are included what if you shared just one of your gifts, just one, and you knew that when you shared it, it would be appreciated and valued? Like a stone skipping along the surface of the water, your time and talent created a ripple effect of inspiration, vitality, strength, belonging to all ages, members, and visitors. How many of you would say, I'm in? There we go. I tricked you. It's on the other side of the car. How many of you would say, I'm in? Yes. And by the way, that was just a verbal contract, so you are all in. <laughs> Surprise. Here's the one sentence bottom line about what RGPC feels about stewardship. Our stewardship is the way we give God thanks for all that we have. It's our loving response to God. And it means that God is working in and through us to share our time, 
our talents, our financial resources. So what does all in at RGPC look like? Speaking from someone who is so all in. In your stewardship letter, you're going to find a story about what it meant to close the doors of the church on March 13, 2020, and how within an hour of closing those doors, we were calling out to church members and actually got a 40-team member calling every member in the congregation in the first 24 hours. Amazing. <clears throat> we also, through our investment and our invitation, included all those in our neighborhood and our city of Livonia to be online. And we brought worship at home. <clears throat> and let me tell you what worship at home means. I think as of today, <coughs> excuse me, we are in 54, John, 54 countries are worshiping with us every Sunday online. Hi, everybody out there. How amazing. Oh, John just said it's 55 now. <laughs> if you include Texas. <clears throat> we also were able in three months to get together a card team of over 40 people. We got together a video production system. The first Sunday, it was about a 15 minute service up here and Laura was in a chair trying to balance the camcorder on her wrist while Sandy was at the organ and Kate and I were in our blue mission trip t-shirts and we put together a service and that's what we had video wise. Fast forward, the video production system up in the balcony with four staging units that make it possible to go out. I always say Jesus walked, Paul got on a boat, and we're reaching people with the gospel through social ministry and media. And then we got a call from Mayor Brosnan saying that the nurses at St. Mary's, their ears were chafing behind them. They were wearing their masks so long and and could we have some folks do headbands with buttons? And hey, we asked them if they wanted some other things like mints and gum and other things as they had to make their way through their day. And the goal, she said, would be 500 blessing bags. We put word out to Livonia residents. We had drop boxes out outside. And you know the final tally of what we gave? 1,100 blessing bags to the medical staff of St. Mary's Mercy Hospital. That's inspiring. All right. Opportunities have changed through the pandemic. And even though we are still not all together, we still must be all in in this ministry. We need to be courageous in our love for God, following Jesus, knowing that the Holy Spirit is working in and through us and among us to do amazing things. And what better time to encourage us all through stewardship and our community that the time is now to make a real positive difference, not only in our life together as Rosedale, but in the community and the world around us. So every Sunday in stewardship, you're going to be inspired like the prophet Isaiah through our speakers that come forward, Don today, talking about his lifetime 
in this congregation and what it has meant to him. It's amazing, too, when we think about how many generations we have in this church and that how many visitors we have received. We opened the church on December 12th, and every single Sunday since December 12th, we have had a new visitor in this sanctuary, many brought by online worship. We are blessed now to be a blessing through our stewardship and our love of God and each other. So I got to thinking about what's kind of going on in the world, and I find that we are in an age of questions. We have a lot of questions. And you might not hear many preachers say this, but I would like to encourage you to keep asking all kinds of questions. Questions about the world, questions about yourself, most especially your Christian faith. Why? Because a classic definition of theology is faith-seeking understanding. How we make sense of the world. Christians are never content to just simply say, I believe and let it rest. I've heard the definition of stewardship is everything we say and do after we say, I believe. It's the hands and the feet of Jesus. I mean, look at Jesus, right? People asked him lots of questions. He responded with lots of questions. He spent a bulk of his sermons preaching answers to the questions that he was asked. So Jesus, out of all the commandments, which is the greatest that we are to live by? And Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and your and your and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's right. Jesus, how do I find my way in the world? And Jesus answered, follow me. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Jesus, can't you just give me more faith? And Jesus answers, I tell you the truth. If you have faith even as small as a mustard seed, you will move mountains because nothing will be impossible for you. Not even a global pandemic. Nothing will be impossible for you. So I love that scripture that Kathy read about the early church. We see Peter and he is on fire. He is preaching the sermon of a lifetime. And he packs such a punch because he's not only preaching it, he's living it. He's passionate about that call from Jesus. And so in the book of Acts, every believer is under this call, just like we are. And they're saying, how do we follow Jesus, Peter? And in verse 37, they raise that question. How do we do that? And here's Peter's answer. Peter told the members of that first church that Jesus was calling them to be his body on earth. And that it was up to them to continue the work and ministry that he began. That he echoed John the Baptist, telling them to repent and to be baptized. And he preached the words of Jesus with his life as he modeled them for all of us to love Jesus and others. So basically what Peter was saying, and it's got a sting to it. We're not just simply play church, meaning 
dress up on Sunday morning for one hour, then walk out the door and live as if it meant nothing to us. As if we almost left Jesus here and we'd come back and visit him again. Absolutely not. Peter made it very clear that Jesus wasn't playing around, haphazardly hoping that his ministry would go on. After his resurrection, he was counting on them and counting on us today to carry his ministry forward. And Peter's message for the first church is the same for us today. Because Jesus invites us, includes us, asks us to be invested and involved, and in so doing, we will be inspired. I love the question that comes out of that passage in Acts. So believed to be written by Luke, it's the connecting link between Christ's life, his death and resurrection, and the early church. And the question that always pops into my mind is if the book of Acts is to be that connecting link between Jesus and the church, are we? Is Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church a direct connection between Jesus and our life together in this place. You know, it's amazing. The story about how Christianity was founded, organized, and solved its problems all came in the book of Acts. And the church not only prevailed and managed to survive persecution, it grew into a dynamic community of faith that really started with 11 disciples. And here we all are. So in 2008, the Albion Institute did a very interesting study about churches. And I refer back to it, even though it's long ago, because the questions are so fascinating to me. And their question is, why is your church the way it is today? And what will your congregation be in the future? So imagine if somebody would have asked that of us in 2008, and we pictured a future, I guarantee it, that a global pandemic certainly wasn't going to be in our response. But here's what they came up with when they sent this survey out across denominations. Your congregation is what it is today, not because of what a bad pastor did to it, or because the neighborhood changed, or because our culture is going south, Although these occurrences may, many others have an impact on the congregations, your congregation, now get ready, is what it is today because of how you responded or failed to respond to the everyday realities that happen in the world. We have to meet faith in the road. What happens out there happens in here, and we must speak to it. We must live Jesus to our world around us. And then what your congregation will be in the future, they came up with, it's up to you and the other members how you will work together to create something new from the realities you face. What you do or don't do right now will make all the difference on your future. Now, I'm not much of a betting woman, but if the Albion Institute did that study again today, 
I venture to guess that they would find similar answers. The question would be that since 2008 have we learned, are we truly meeting faith with real life? And I propose to you that we are, but it takes work, it takes hard work, and it takes investment. You and I come to church on Sunday mornings to worship God, and most of us would agree, not worshiping God in the sanctuary, or worshiping God is, in the sanctuary is not what challenges us. What challenges our faith is what happens out there, from the news, to sometimes our own homes, to our jobs, to school, to our relationships and friendships, to how we respond to the media, to government, everything. And so yet, we know that God is in our every day. God stretches us in our faith. And Jesus is call, calling to us to be faithful still. So the challenge to be Christ-like extends well beyond our doors and out into every relationship that we have, out into the world in every sector. So in essence, to really have a great church, RGPC at its best, each and every one of us make a commitment to all five of those inwards. Do you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior was a question that if you joined this church, you were asked on the day of your membership. If you came through confirmation, you were asked the same question. When you bring your child forward for baptism, you're asked if you believe in Jesus Christ. I believe is a strong and bold proclamation because it means I believe no matter what the circumstance. And what we, what we do when we say that is we become a part of this church family and we begin to make impact on lives. And not only lives out there, and not only lives in here, but on our own life. My goodness, all the people that have inspired me in the life of this church, so many of them, and a place on our beautiful cloud of witnesses wall of remembrance. So many of you today responding to your faith, taking it out, out the church doors, living it, breathing it. Oh my goodness. So Peter and the first church in that rallying cry sermon where 3,000 members came to Jesus, that first church, it stopped traffic. And Acts describes them in one word over and over again, together. They studied together, prayed together, worshiped together, broke bread together. They prayed for each other together. And like those early Christians, Christ is calling us to be a dynamic community of faith and to claim the truth that the task ahead of us is never as great as the power behind us in God. So may each one of us answer Jesus' call to engage in the ministry and mission that is RGPC. So one final question. Who will follow where Christ leads? Answer, we will. Because the truth of the matter is, our face, yours and mine, may be the only face of Jesus that people in this world see. Amen. <laughs>